The following is a fourth hand production. <laughs> Starting in 1865 in the small town of Watsika, Illinois, a strange and mysterious series of events would unfold that had never been seen in the United States before. Involving the tragic death of one young girl and the beguiling illness of another, the mysterious story allegedly ended with America's first documented case of spiritual possession. From remote viewing to speaking to the dead, seances and spiritualism to hauntings and angels, this story has it all. But the larger question remains, did an actual possession take place? Did a paranormal event, the first documented case of its kind, really invade the sleepy hamlet of Watsika? Or was a grieving family just taken advantage of by a spiritualist huckster? We get into the spirit of things for the haunting of the Roth House and the legend of the Watsika Wonder next on Hysteria 51. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Truth. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never been possessed by the dead. But if we were, we definitely wanted to be Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. This is Hysteria 51. Nice fucking model! Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your tour guide on this trip to the other side. My name is John Goforth. Oh, oh, I know the grass can be, can it be scary? What do you think of this? <laughs> you like it? Alongside is your other tour guide, and some might even say light in the darkness, Mr. Brent Beetlejuice Hand. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? Thanks, John. Definitely glad we worked at Beetlejuice for today's show, though you overlooked another great movie about ghost possession. What's that? The Frighteners. Frank Bannister's my hero, dude. Did the bed levitate? Yeah. Yeah, with me on it. Spontaneous recurrent psychokinesis. Oh, boy. Oh, this could be the worst case I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, this is bad. Okay, well, folks, I can do a clearance, but it's not going to be cheap. Although I do want it for a six-month guarantee. Oh, man, that is a great one. It's seriously probably top 15 of my favorite movies, period. That's an arbitrary number. It's not one of my top 31. Not ghost movies? Shut (laughs) up. Oh, come on. 15 is not arbitrary. I mean, top 10 is like canon. Okay, okay, okay. I shouldn't know it. A canon film? Shut shut up. Top 10 is like, you can't mess with top 10, but top 15, sure. I got you. Uh, Michael J. Fox at his best. Uh, Oh, that's a bold statement. Wasn't there a, a Busey in that, too? Johnny Bartlett. Guys like you frighten hell. I got out, Frank. <laughs> I've been carrying on the good work. Got me score 40. Yes. Johnny Bartlett. And also don't forget Arlie Ermy. Man, that dude. You can't talk about him without talking Full Metal Jacket, where he was the drill instructor and just improved all his fucking lines. He is pretty much the same character in every movie he's been in, but it always works. But it always works. <laughs> in fact, in the in the Frighteners, he was the same character. I love in uh, what was it? Saving Silverman at the end, where he's like, the guy's like, I'm gay. He's like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, don't forget that was uh, what that was 
one of Peter Jackson's first like mainstream mainstream movies. Yeah, um, well, you could probably argue that that movie got him Lord of the Rings. Don't forget Meet the Feebles. Meet the Feebles. Yeah. Meet the Feebles. <laughs> I didn't say one of his. I didn't say sodomy. His, <laughs> any any show that's got a song called sodomy. sodomy I'm yeah. in. I didn't say his best movie. Well, I, that, I just said mainstream. Uh, uh, I gotcha. Meet the Feebles. If you aren't familiar dear listener go find a copy of it somewhere on yeah. the depths of the yeah. internet think it of is the, the muppets, muppets. yeah <laughs> but like nc17 yeah very much so very uh much. It, it it's mm, you've been eating carrots mm. it's funny but also disturbing and that's us saying that right right like if we're saying disturbing it's out there another another great don't forget uh peter jackson flick dead alive argued to be or said to be the goriest movie ever made or no most blood filled now what's the movie with the guy it's a zombie movie and he picks up a lawnmower that's dead alive yeah okay that's it right yeah I get, why do i think that i get it confused with other where movies. The, the, and, and they're eating the pudding and the blood, blood yes. into the pudding yep, yep. Uh, he made some really weird shit and then all of a sudden he's making mainstream fantasy yeah huge uber budget making three movies at once for lord of the Rings. we get it you two know crappy movies <laughs> oh sorry seabot almost forgot Al- about him, almost, oh man almost forgot about him it was it was actually kind of nice yeah, brent yeah no that other voice you're hearing is conspiracy bot seabot is a robot brent created in his lab to be the show's head researcher and do most of the hard work instead he does no work and the only research he does is at the bottom of a rum bottle bourbon this week it's getting chilly outside. My bad, Seabot. <laughs> Brent, in addition to Seabot, I see we have a brand new guest here in the hollowed halls of Hysteria 51. Fresh fish. Here, fishy, fishy, fishy. Fresh fish. Stop it, Seabot. Yeah. Joining us tonight from one of my favorite, and I think both of our favorite podcasts in the world, Harley Covington. Harley hosts the Travel Oddities. Harley, welcome. Love that show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for, for slumming it and coming on Hysteria 51. We appreciate that. Uh, we like sexy robots. Damn straight. So just tell everyone where they can find your show. Hey, guys, we're at uh, TravelOddities.com. Uh, new show every week, every Monday. So uh, for those of the, the the two listeners we have that have not checked out Travel Oddities yet, what is, what is Travel Oddities all about? Those listeners are John and I, so we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travel Oddities, basically a weekly postcard to a town that uh, has some sort of weird phenomenon going on there. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's like a uh, it's a travel show for the paranormal. Like, hey, you want to go to this place? It's haunted. Here's here's all about it. That's my favorite part of the show. Like, it's it's a travel show for weirdos like me. And being two guys that like to eat, they also oftentimes throw in something about the food of the area. Yeah, damn right. I enjoy that part as well. We as we like food as well. I was talking to Harley before we started the show, John, about how impressed and. Uh, much a you both are by me yes he was for they did october they did 31 shows in october one every day they released that is a massive undertaking i don't think i could do 31 shows with you in like <laughs> i don't i don't even know i mean we've been doing this for seven and a half years we just hit 14 <laughs> so yeah let's they just were, say we record in advance i told him they were glutton for for editing punishment no kidding yeah but they got them out they did a great job harley how long have you guys been doing the show we're going into our third year so october 31st is our second year anniversary so what would you what would you say uh, has been the most interesting or surprising um uh location that you stumbled upon that maybe you weren't uh, you know i mean everyone's heard of i mean outside of roth house that we're about to do today yes, of yes. course but everyone's heard of like in an area 51 things like that what, what, what's been the most interesting or surprising we tend to veer away from the big ones just because everybody's heard them and everybody right. we ain't found shit <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorites was the garden of a thousand buddhas in montana I I, Super- I remember that episode. That actually wasn't that long ago, I think, right? It like was six months ago, yeah. Uh, but very interesting, uh, very kind of just off the wall location to visit. I'm assuming that was just a lot, a lot of marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of Buddha, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's it's an actual Buddhist temple, and they legitimately have a thousand and one, I think, Buddha Buddha statues in the area a little bit of phenomenon in the back in the background but primarily it's just really neat 
That's crazy. Hey, what do you want to build here? I'm thinking Buddhas. Lots of them. Where should we do it? Montana. <laughs> Montana. Nothing <laughs> screams, oh, like Montana. Like the kind of place you want to put up a temple. Oh, there's a lot of space. I that mean, true. you know. Should I play your favorite song here? No, Seabot. You cannot play wide open spaces right now. <laughs> it, it's not on the table. Thank God. It's always Dixie Chicks or Taylor Dane with you. Now get on with the show. All right, Brent. So speaking of weird and wily places, I understand that there is one that we're talking about tonight that is not too far from uh, from us here in Chicago. Now, here, here's my first question. How do we say it? Watsika. What, not, not Watseka, Watsika. The Watsika Wonder, John. Yeah, yeah, you're probably wondering, what the hell is the Roth House and the Watsika Wonder? I'll tell you what it is, Brent. It's a branding problem. <laughs> the Watsika Wonder. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like the Beave and Wally got together and, and they named their soapbox derby car. <laughs> Gee, Wally, what should we call it? I know, Beave will call it the Watsika Wonder. <laughs> well, not exactly, because it's full of devilish paranormal activity, John. Ooh. Nah. It's not that... But it's actually almost as wholesome. It's America's first documented case of spiritual possession, though it's the good kind of spiritual possession, not the uh, the normal. Not the exorcist. Yeah, not the your mother sucks cocks in hell kind of, you know, that you're used to, you know. <laughs> Why do you always go back to me? If I had to pick one of the three of us on the show right now that would probably be possessed, I'd just... You is the one I I lean toward. Come on, dude. Why not me? <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah, I, I mean, of all, the, of all of us. That is true. So this is the name given to the possession of a young Lorenzi Venom. Now, there's another name, as we've talked about, that didn't really catch on. Lorenzi Venom by the spirit of Mary Roth, the daughter of the founder of the small town of Watsika, Illinois. So she's Watsika royalty, one might say. And the uh, the short and sweet of the tale is Mary died suddenly in 1865 at age 19, only to come back 12 years later to possess the body of 13-year-old Lorenzi Venom. Spoiler alert. Dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, that tale is old as time. You know, you know how that went on. That old chestnut. And, the, and no, Seabot, you can't play Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> the Roth home where Lorenzi lived for 100 days when she believed herself to be possessed by the spirit of Mary Roth still stands in Watsiki today and recently underwent an extensive renovation to return it to its former glory, which we'll talk about later. Uh, extensive is is an understatement. Well, I, I saw on the website they are now accepting any and all folks that want to stay overnight uh, because they, they got a fucking Airbnb pay, because they want to pay for it. They they literally say, "Well, we're not sure that we wanted like ghost tours and things, but we need to pay for all of this." So, Harley, you booked your tour yet? You you stay in there? I, I'm all in. It sounds awesome to me and. I've already got an Airbnb account, so I, I know any haunted or purportedly haunted place that also has the Airbnb. Come on over; it's two fifty a night. That's for uh, I think it said like four people can stay. Uh, so Harley, uh, question: When you on on your show, do you uh, oftentimes do locations that are um, supposedly or allegedly haunted? During the month of October, we did a hell of a lot of them. I'm I'm kind of over it for a little bit. I'm I'm going <laughs> to aliens and. Bigfoot. Yeah, get back to get back to the normal stuff that you can prove. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite ones they did for October was Blucifer, the giant statue of the horse outside of the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> the veiny throbbing masterpiece with red eyes that it is. So speaking of veiny throbbing masterpieces, back to the Roth house. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> All right. So, Brent, our story tonight is a two parter. Uh, so first part one. We're going to talk about Mary Roth. Mm -hmm. It's her house. We're going to we're going to describe her her legend and 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 what happened to her in her like life. Call it legacy, John. Legacy. Okay, legacy. Well, then we'll take a quick break. Seabot can use the potty. Part two, where the scores double and things really get interesting, <laughs> is uh, is is where we will dive into Lorenzi Venom. And, uh, but isn't and, that just more Mary Roth, literally, when we, we come to think about it? Spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll learn, won't yeah, we? that's right. And that's really where the Watsika wonder takes over. All right, so let's talk Mary Roth. Most of the following I actually got from a well-titled book, The Watsika Wonder, by Dr. E.W. Stevens. This was written in the, 18, the late 1800s. This is not new book. So I try to change some of the... Uh, flourish of the wording around but uh that's where most of this information comes from oh you didn't get this information firsthand <laughs> no unfortunately no. no okay my my ouija board's out for repairs so i had to, <laughs> had to turn to someone else so mary roth was the daughter of 
Asa B. and Ann Roth, A-S-A, I guess that's how you say his name, and was born October 8th of 1846. And pretty early in life, her parents realized that something was wrong with her. She started having seizures, which unfortunately probably wasn't that uncommon to have, you know, seizures or some issues at that point. Well, yeah, in back time. then, I mean, people had epilepsy just like they do today. Yeah. And she most likely did. Problem is they didn't have the medication that they do today. Exactly. And they couldn't treat it. And they didn't really have any way to diagnose, like you said, or treat it. So Mary presented that epilepsy very early and just six months old she had her first seizure and was extremely ill and her family actually thought she was going to die like she didn't recover very fast but a few weeks later she seemed to be okay and then a few weeks go by she has another episode so they rubbed the cow dung on her yeah yeah <laughs> this this story takes a turn there they 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 go into leeches and bloodletting and shit like that because if it's not it's like did you shake a stick at her i shook four sticks at her oh shit <laughs> like she's a goner i mean you're talking about the same time period where well i mean no it was it was actually it was what 50 years later where they had the vampire scare in Massachusetts. Yeah. And so they thought the only way it was just a tuberculosis outbreak. And yeah. this goes back to our vampires episode. Mm-hmm. And they thought the only way to, uh, to, to fix all these people in this family that had tuberculosis was to dig the one daughter up, burn her body yeah. and feed it to the sick son. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's science. Well, that's, that's, that's pre-med right there. You I'm wouldn't. a scientist. I don't believe in anything. <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, that's like I said, that's just that's pre-med. That's easy. Right. Right. Yeah. So then from the age of about six months on, she would have one of these seizures with spells, as they call them, every three to five weeks or so until she's about 10 and they started getting bad. She started having them almost every day, sometimes more than one a day. And when they stopped, she seemed completely fine physically until the next one. And they say that she was a sweet child, but mostly sad and depressed because of her condition which actually makes sense like if you know shit i'm gonna have a seizure every day you're just waiting on it and that's that's scary it's a tough way to live life yeah really exactly is. but she played piano and you know turned to music to cope with it you know and as well you do keep yourself busy and her favorite song was called are we coming sister mary now that's kind of important we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to that we'll circle back around so then she becomes committed. So when she was 15 years old, not like uh, committed to a cause, <laughs> like I'm really going to learn a new song. <laughs> <laughs> so when she's 15 years old and the, the violence of the fits had increased, her parents said that they could see her mind was affected during the melancholy periods of her fits, which makes fucking sense. I mean, don't you think you would become melancholy if this was happening to you every fucking day? Yeah, the, the problem is back then when you looked at the reasons that people were committed to uh, insane asylums, like top of the list, melancholia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how are you feeling today? I'm kind of sad. Shit, lock them up. <laughs> and it was always women too. Like women didn't really have to do much to get locked up. It was it was more like, uh, man, I'm really getting tired of the wife she at home. She bleeds once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting tired of the wife at home. Um, well, you, you know, you can have it locked up, right? <laughs> um, but, but why? Well, does she seem sad every now and then? Uh, well, yeah, but doesn't everybody? Yeah. Does she seem sad every now and then? Yeah. All right. I'll have the doctor come by on Tuesday at three. <laughs> oh, so, um, you're sad every now and then. Well, yes. You have a deep case of melancholia. Here, put this straitjacket on. We know how to cure this electroshock therapy. Where's the laudanum? Yeah, no shit, right? So they decide that, you know, this is driving her crazy, and she's committed to Peoria. Will it play in Peoria? It'll play anywhere. (laughs) Well, this didn't play too well for her. They kept her in the water cure at Peoria, Illinois, for eight. Months. So what, what the hell is that, John? After reading that, I had to know what the water cure was. We'll keep her in the water cure. So I did a little Google searching. Uh, unlike normally, where if it's not in the first one or two results, I give up. I went a little deeper <laughs> because the first one or two results turned up uh, just different forms of torture. Water that, waterboarding. That they called the water cure. No, it wasn't waterboarding. Oh. Uh, the water cure and torture is just where they force someone to drink so much water, it actually makes their... Uh, their bowels and other organs distend like that woman who died on that radio show on the radio show because water. she wouldn't use the restroom yeah she'd called into travel oddities i believe is what it was <laughs> that's that's what happened <laughs> she won the xbox so i'm just saying there was a win <laughs> that's true but did you die yes she did oh well shit. <laughs> but she's playing in heaven yeah <laughs> 
so anyway, I, I did a little digging and after a little sleuthing, I, I found that, uh, there was, there was a, a type of therapy that they used, uh, that, that some people called the water cure. Uh, you always not, know it's going to be good when you go therapy. Yeah. Uh, thanks to mental floss, uh, oh. a great website. According to them, building off the idea that a dip in the water is oft, often calming, psychiatrists of yore attempted to remedy various symptoms with corresponding liquid treatments. For instance, hyperactive patients, like, you know, that were all wound up, got warm, tiring baths, while lethargic patients received stimulating sprays. Some doctors, however, got a bit too zealous about the idea, prescribing therapies that sounded more like punishment. One treatment involved mummifying the patient in towels soaked in ice water. Uh, another required the patient to remain continuously submerged in a bath for hours or even days while that might not sound so bad except they were strapped in and only allowed to use the restroom <laughs> finally some doctors ordered the use of high pressure jets sources indicate that at least one patient was strapped to the wall in the crucifixion position that's and, never a good sign no not at all <laughs> and blasted with water from a fire hose uh, and eventually hydrotherapy as it was called when it wasn't called the water cure uh, was eventually replaced with psychiatric drugs, which tended to be more effective and less torturous to an extent. And then, and then you get the walking zombies also. So trading one in for the other, both of those sounds terrible. So we don't know, um, what of those methods they used, but we know that whatever method it didn't work. So you know what? She got sent home. Go on home. It's not working. It she, didn't play in Peoria, Brent. Yeah. How about that? All up to there has been pretty normal for the 18 for the time yeah unfortunately water torture or i'm sorry therapy you know sounds terrible but at the time that was accepted just like what you would think now there's gonna be a time in the future where they look at chemo and be like oh that was barbaric you know but that, that's what we have now but so that's what they did at the time yeah yeah so it starts to turn a little bit weird after this. So what should the doctors try next? Well, the same thing that works for colds, chicken pot, scout, the bins, hives, dodge, a heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach and diarrhea. I think you just went into a Pepto-Bismol commercial. Ah, I'm sorry. I got exp- I got carried away there. Maybe. But the answer was bloodletting. Harley, you were kind of letting on to this. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. The doctors started applying leeches, as you do. And by the age of 18, she was so accustomed to it, she just did it herself, and she actually said that she liked it. The Zoloft didn't work, so. Like, have you, have you tried leeches? They don't, they don't see the humor in that when you go to Walgreens and ask for leeches. At least these ones don't, but I do it every week, so they're probably getting tired of it. I don't know. That's just a matter of going to the wrong store. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you you got to go to the pet store. Yeah. You sell the bait, bait and tackle? <laughs> <laughs> So the summer of 1864, she seemed to have almost a mania for bleeding herself for the relief of the, quote, the lump of pain in her head. So she'd apply these to her temples and she became friends with these fucking things and name them. Harley, what do you think you're going to name your first leech? Uh, uh, I'm going to probably go with Toby in that one. Nope. Nope. That's wrong. You will not name it Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing progresses a conversation like denying someone. No. You're wrong. You're wrong. I already named mine. His name's Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> uh, see what I did there? Oh. Thank you. Be here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, is my wife listening? <laughs> so on Saturday morning of July 16th of 1864, one of her sad moods, I guess you could say, she took a knife with her to the backyard and cut her arm until she bled so bad that she fainted from lots of blood. And when she woke five hours later, she became a raving maniac of the most violent kind, they said. That's some, that's some writing there. <laughs> and this lasted. Very descriptive, if nothing else. This lasted for five days and nights. And now we're getting into the classic possession symptoms here. It took five men to hold her down. They couldn't restrain Mary and she was throwing them off of her I've bed. I've seen movies like that. But when she quit freaking out, she looked and acted normal again and there here we are. But there were some differences. She seemed to know no one and could not recognize the presence of persons at all. Although the house was filled with people, she said that she she didn't, she didn't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. And her parents noticed she was never looking directly at things, but she still interacted with them, picking things up, etc. But didn't look at them like like a blind person. You know how their eyes are just 
Yeah, she was like looking down to the left. Yeah. But uh, she might be interacting with something directly in front of her. Right. So her parents, being the amateur paranormal investigators that they were, decided to conduct an experiment and blindfolded her. Because, you know, as you do. Sure. And she would dress, stand in front of a mirror, open and search drawers, pick up things she dropped, do all these things without any problem while blindfolded. Completely didn't need eyesight like she was seeing with, I don't know, that daredevil bullshit. So, in fact, when she cut herself while blindfolded, she took the doctor's encyclopedia, turned to the index, traced the column till she came to the word blood. Then they say turned to the page indicated and read it all while blindfolded. Boy, talk about doing something for effect. It's not like she couldn't have just gone to the word, you know, aardvark. <laughs> Blood. Yeah. I will read now. Well, she cut herself. She needed to learn from the medical dictionary, as you do. <laughs> and on other occasions, she took a box of her letters that she'd received from friends and such and sat down heavily blindfolded by, quote, critical. Wait, intelli- she wasn't just blindfolded. She was heavily blindfolded. By, and here's the point. This is a quote, critical, intelligent, investigating gentleman and read None of those scallywags <laughs> that were running about and read the letters without error or hesitancy. She just read these blindfolded, critical, intelligently investigating gentlemen had blindfolded her. And then so in other words, getting past all of the flourishes that you mentioned earlier, she was blindfolded and she was able to read stuff. Read stuff while blindfolded. Get dressed, check her, do her hair in the mirror, all this stuff while blindfolded. And then we get to the death of Mary Roth. So about a year later, July 5th of 1865, while her parents were in what city? Want to guess? Peoria. Peoria. On a three-day visit, she ate a normal breakfast, they say, and then she laid down in her bed and went to sleep. And a few minutes later, the, the servants or the people in the house heard her scream, which was actually usual when she would start her seizures she would let out a scream but when they went up there she was dead why was it important to note that she had a normal breakfast and that is literally in quotes like she it's a normal day <laughs> she, she didn't eat that 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 cursed breakfast she had a light breakfast but but a heavy bowel movement <laughs> it was an odd morning as you do and i'm gonna need you to put them way up inside your butthole <laughs> So I don't know. What do you think of her life? You guys like uh, it doesn't sound very fun at all. I think an IHOP breakfast will kill you. Yeah. She <laughs> 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 was poorly. It turns out that five for five back then was not worth it. Yeah. No shit. Man, like 18 years of just struggling to or 19, I guess. 19 years yeah, of I, just I, struggling to even have an existence. It's sounds just a, it's just a sad demonstration of, of before we had the medical advances that we have today of, you know, something that is some very controllable today. You know, there are, there are hundreds of thousands of people in, in, in this world that live with, um, epilepsy that, uh, live very functional, normal lives. Some folks don't even have, uh, seizures anymore because they they take medication that uh, that regulates it. And it, this could have even been something other you know, than epilepsy. This could have been with the other things she was doing, maybe a brain tumor that was causing them or something like that. I, I sure, sure. The, 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 just the the whatever most, it most was. speculate that yeah, it was. Yeah, whatever it was, just sounds god awful. But the the point being that because of medical advances. They were doing all of these things that were torturous to this poor girl. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not. It was bad enough that her actual condition was torturous. The doctor, she won't come out of it. Did you rip her toenails off? We did. <laughs> did, did you pump her, punch her in the ovaries twice? <laughs> well, I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of ideas. We need the specialist. We, let's give her the water cure. <laughs> I mean, it's a hell of a life, but. But did you, did you hang her up like a crucifix and spray water at her? <laughs> yes, but have you tried it upside down? <laughs> Son of a bitch! I'm sorry, doctor. Get back to me when you have. <laughs> when you have. So that's you know it, it's a hell of a life, but it's not quite over. So what? The, yeah, we're gonna go to break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk the return of Mary Roth and what that spelt for Lorenzi Venom. When we come back with more Hysteria Fifty One. <laughs> Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. 
I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So. It's very high on pronunciation, too, so <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do, and then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years, and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we wanted to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, John, I think we we owe an apology real quick. We learned during the break that Harley practices bloodletting, and we made him feel uncomfortable. So I want to get that out of the way. I apologize right now um, for any, you know, leech controversy or making him feel awkward. So, Harley, we are sorry. And uh, just want to let everyone know that you do uh, practice bloodletting. It works better than I do. <laughs> Leeches, little, black, different. <laughs> 
<laughs> to all the leechers out there, we, we, we apologize for alienating you. Yeah. Didn't you date a couple leeches you said in high school? Le- in college, John? I forget. Um, I meant that term much differently. Oh, they were Hungarian, if I remember. Hungarian, oh, Lord. Uh, Hungarian leeches. <laughs> Moving on. So, Brent, before the break, we talked about Mary Roth. And we talked about how that was part one. And then yeah, in that- part two. Robot. We forgot to say hello. You're, you're like a child that just when you, when you don't get enough attention, you, you stamp your proverbial feet and, and, and force attention. I do what I want. Exactly. I am just pissed Harley never said hello to me. <laughs> Harley, you did not say hello to Conspiracy Bot. I, I th- that might be part of the problem. We've been talking on the back channels. Uh, he's got another an extra modem, actually. No, no, no he has an extra motive. You, you misunderstand. <laughs> as an <in> ulterior. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John, as you were. Oh, so it's time for part two where we talk Lorancy Venom. That just rolls off the tongue. It does. Well, I mean, it's a sexy name. It, actually, her her full name. Oh is- my God! What happened to you? I got the Lorancy Venom in me. <laughs> <laughs> I know a much better poison if you are looking for tips. <laughs> Ooh, could, that could be used uh, in really, court. I don't that really like actually, that joke. That could be used in court, I think. Her full name was actually Mary Lorancy Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, perhaps for the purposes of this story, that's why we call her Lorancy Venom. Yeah. Um, so Mary Lorancy Venom, Brent, was born on April 16th, 1864, uh, about a year before Mary Roth's death. Mm-hmm. So you know they, they didn't line up. It was just about a, she was born just about a year before Mary Roth died. Yeah. In beautiful Milford Township, seven miles south of Watsika. Not too far. And. What did her friends call her? What was her what was her nickname? John? Rancy. Oh, Rancy over here. And as her family and friends called her that, and it, they they said that she'd never been sick except for measles when she was 11. She was like, a, a healthy like, child. <laughs> never been sick ever. It's like unbreakable. Do you remember ever a time ever of me being sick? <laughs> you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah. So little Rancy is 13, and one day she tells her mom, there were persons in her room last night, and they called Rancy, Rancy, and that she felt their breath on her face. Brent, haven't you said that you've awoken with something similar, only you had toaster marks on your it's cheek? The damnedest thing. They almost felt like they were burned in. That's that's so weird. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Does that ever happen to you, Harley? You ever have toaster marks? Or maybe a, no, that never happened to me. Yeah, maybe pincher bruises. <laughs> you guys, you guys have got your back channel talking going on. I don't, I don't want to step on any toes here. Uh, yeah, the the drive is a little long for Seabot to make. I think <laughs> that's true. Thank God for FaceTime. <laughs> so the very next night, she arose from her bed, saying that she could not sleep, and every time she tried to sleep, voices called Rancy, Rancy to her. So her mom, you know, wanted to make her feel good. So she goes and lays in bed with her and she fell asleep and she slept for the rest of the night. So the next day, Rancy had been sewing carpet, I guess, as you do in the 1800s. It's, it said she was doing. That sounds very time consuming. I was sewing carpet. I mean, you think about how many threads are in a carpet. Yeah. Yeah. You you munch a lot of carpet. You know exactly. Right. How many? Right. See, I was just doing that's my best a, to avoid that joke. That's a good joke. It was such Tom. an easy joke. That's a T-ball joke. I teed it up for you. She's like 13 years old. We're, we're avoiding. There was no point in needing in going that direction. We're just avoiding it altogether. What's and, the sweet shit? <laughs> What's the sweet? That's a good point. It was just you. And suddenly, you are a worthy opponent. She tells her mom that she felt really bad and collapsed into a seizure, something that she'd never done before. And she laid on the floor for five hours, stuck in like a rigid state. Yeah, her muscles muscles were literally seized up for five hours. And which yeah, that has to be painful. Have you ever oh. woke up in the middle of the night and you and you're like stretching your calves and it oh, just locks? Oh god, that's the worst. And you gotta like, you gotta like, and you jerk out of bed and stand up as fast it, as you can. Or like, or I just sit up suddenly and like try to massage it and it's just locked and you don't know what to do. I they call it a Charlie horse, I guess. And, and it's usually they say that comes from like being dehydrated or something like that. Now, very different what we're talking about, but it is the fucking worst. And then your calf muscle you will hurt punching, like a day you or start so. Punching your calf. <laughs> let go. Oh. Just let go. Harley's like, I have no idea what these fuckers are talking about. <laughs> Oh, uh, so it, 
On returning to consciousness, <laughs> she said she felt very strange, what I think would be an understatement. And probably sore. Yeah. And the remainder of the night, she fell asleep and rested. And here it's quoted, the next day, the rigid state returned and passing beyond the rigidity, her mind took cognizance. I just wish of, we could not use that word. Of two states of being at the same time, lying as if dead. She spoke freely, telling the family what persons and spirits she could see, describing them and calling some of them by name. Among those mentioned were her sister and brother, for she exclaimed, oh, mother, can't you see little Laura and Bertie? They're so beautiful. Now, that was a quote, and the thing you got to keep in mind, Bertie had died when Laurency was only three, and her parents didn't talk about them ever. So supposedly, she had no way of knowing these things. I hate reading these quotes because they're worded so fucking weird. Oh, mother, can't you see little Lurdy? So, I, 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 I combined them, Lurdy. Her mind took cognizance of two states of being, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> they're so beautiful. She had many of these strange trances describing heaven and spirits or the angels, as she called them. Now, uh, that's it's not unheard of for kids to to have imaginary things or see things, but they usually don't come up after a seizure and all of a sudden unlock them. After five hours of being in a trance. Harley, do you have kids? I have five kids. Holy Lord, you need us to send you a check. Like seriously, <laughs> did your kids ever have like uh, imaginary friends or anything like that when they were young? Uh, no, they actually never. None of them ever had imaginary friends. My, um, we don't allow our children to have friends. Period. <laughs> <laughs> My son used to have uh, night terrors though, and he would wake up, but he wasn't awake, and he would talk. Oh and wow, really weird. Like he would say the strangest damn things, like really freaky out kind of stuff. Not la- not in Latin though. So, like, <laughs> Dad, I'm gonna shove a screwdriver through your throat. Yeah. No, what he said was one two three four five six one two three four five six. We are legion. We are many. <laughs> Go back to sleep, little boy. <laughs> that's terrible. No, I've got. That's got to be frightening for you, you, you as the parent too, because you don't know what to do, right? Like, now would Absolutely. he wake up and not remember him at all? No, he wouldn't remember him at all. And if you tried to wake him up during, he would really freak out like scream cry and it was terrifying so you just basically let him do it and i was just waiting for the time when he would you know pull a red rum on me or something yeah, right how old was he at this when this was- uh, between the ages of four and six 25 and 30 <laughs> yeah. so four did six, you, yeah that's yeah did you try the water cure um, I did not, but I did rum dung on him a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it beetle dung? Uh, it was just dog shit. See, I, I, uh, <laughs> obviously, we haven't read the same 1800s texts. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, she had these trances and she described heaven and spirits and relatives and friends believed her insane. Can you believe that? Whether they would actually go to the, go that far. You don't say. <laughs> Send that broad to Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it seemed to be the general feeling amongst most of their friends. But why do all these stories involve what the friends and neighbors think? Because like, at that time, <laughs> like if you weren't making candles, you just went over to the uh, the neighbor's house to help them make candles. I'd be like, "Thanks for your opinion. Now go fuck off." Yeah, like this. These are my kids, yeah, right. not yours. It takes a village, John. It takes yeah, apparently. A so it, it most of the friends, neighbors, uh, except for the parents and a few who were sympathetic, thought that the girl should go to the asylum. Yeah, others wanted the family to hire any number of mediums. Which was very, very, very popular at the time. Rich people had seances all the oh, time. Yeah. Uh, c- come over this evening. We'll, we have the parlor set up. Well, uh, before the show, Harley and I were talking about uh, the Winchester house, and she had a seance room in the middle of her house, and that was just something that that you did back then. You know, how many do you have? Any of these these shows you've done where they they had to do with seances or places like that, Harley? And we've covered quite a few of those, um, but basically, I feel like that's just 1870s television. Yeah, right. Like, there's not any any TV or radio. You got to entertain yourself somehow. So let's talk to all the dead relatives we have. Yeah, might as well. You know, shit. I wonder what Tracy's doing. She died a couple years ago. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> 
I always knew she was a bitch. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Alternative uh, facts. Uh, but uh, seriously, they, back then it was, it was, it was in insanely popular and no one was looking for proof that it, it was these people. They just wanted to believe. Well, yeah, but the Venoms wanted nothing to do with any of these medium spiritualist nothing. They, they like, no, we don't want yeah. our, our daughter talking to uh, the beyond, which at least. We want medical. If solved. that's true, that that makes me respect them a little bit more. But then a few months later, episodes stopped or at least slowed, and she seemed to be doing relatively well again. But nay, my friends, nay, that didn't last. She was not. <laughs> yeah, a new doctor and a new familiar face enter the story. So we go to January of eighteen seventy eight. Friends and neighbors convince the Venoms to meet a new doctor. A new doctor. Yeah. This doctor is none other than the aforementioned Dr. E. Winchester, not that Winchester, uh, Stevens, that most of the story comes from. This whole, I talked about this whole You mentioned book. at the very, yeah. very top, E. W. Stevens. Yeah. That this whole story came from. That's the doctor who's who's walking in right now. And I'm sure it's 100% accurate. And then no embellishments. When As it comes, comes to, to his involvement. At no. All. Yeah, none. Because, I mean, uh, you would never. A good, a good time to mention that, that, that he's more than just a doctor, though. He is a spiritualist doctor. Yeah, he's not. He's not just your normal doctor. He's going to heal mind, body and soul, which was a. a you talk about spiritualist doctors. That was another thing. Like at that time, that just seemed like, yeah, we'll do that. You know, um, you need a spiritualist and you need a, a your Dr. Kellogg because you got to clean your colon and you got like doctors were all over the place in the 1800s. And so it, what's not clear is whether they tell her about or tell the parents about him, the spiritualist part, uh, but they get him in there and uh, he he runs his battery of tests, you know cough and and you know does the little does the little uh takes the little thing and, and taps her knee and then and he goes levitate levitate yeah right, exactly um and and turns and, and says well yep she is indeed a tuning fork for the dead that's that's what he comes up with at the end <laughs> as, as is you know normal at the time she's a tuning fork for the dead uh he's a pitchfork for the dead <laughs> and i i once had a case where the guy was a spoon for the dead so oh and she also has a mild case of gout um <laughs> but we'll we'll, we'll 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 deal with that later <laughs> so uh what else should he do he sh he decides to mesmerize her uh, yeah you know i who doesn't want a good mesmerizing to the living let now the dead come alive no Seabot, I, I don't think it was like beetlejuice <laughs> then, actually then again it could have been i wonder if dr winchester was like otho do you think <laughs> i loved otho so he mesmerized her john right yep and they come into communication with a number of spirits uh the first one is a, a foul-mouthed old woman <laughs> Um, uh, uh, you alluded to mom. Yeah, like what? Like uh, you, you mentioned sucking cocks in hell. Yeah, uh, like that that kind of old woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the second was a a man that committed suicide, unfortunately. Um, and it's this little thirteen year old girl talking about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then 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 she's possessed by the spirit of a young woman, and she turns to the neighbor that brought the doctor in, and she says, "Hi, Hi Dad." Dad. <laughs> you guessed it that neighbor is none other than mr roth from part one of our story mary roth's dad yeah man <laughs> let's say this is true and you're you're the dad wouldn't you shit your fucking pants when this girl just i like to think she turns slowly <laughs> hi dad <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know Harley, Don't be so you, overly dramatic about it, Chuck. Are you buying this? Where are you at on this story so far? <laughs> um, are we sure she said hi, Dad, and not something like I, Poppy, or something like that? Hi, Poppy! <laughs> I like it enough. What? No! <laughs> <laughs> I, I might, uh, hi, Dad might not be verbatim, but something to that effect. <laughs> yeah, something something normal. <laughs> So here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. The alleged spirit doesn't leave. And when they leave Laurencia alone with her actual parents, 
her, she cries. her blood parents. Her, her, Lawrence's parents. She cries. Right. She's only happy when she's around the Roths and also knows weird family nicknames that Lawrence wouldn't know. So on February 11th of 1878, they do the only logical thing. They move her into the fucking Roth house. Like, because she's obviously their daughter. We're just going to bring her back. She's just uh, th- that in a new body now. Hey, your family, come on in. And they welcome her. So during her stay at the Roth house, Lawrence shows <laughs> exceptional knowledge of Mary Roth's life and exhibits unexplained behavior. John, why don't you tell us some of the fucked up shit that she knew about? Mary's life in the Roths. Well, she knows the names and the histories of friends and neighbors from the period of 1852 to 1865. Terrifying. Which happens to be before she was around. Mm -hmm. Uh, She recalls hundreds of incidents that transpired during Mary Roth's natural life. Absolutely frightening. Uh, She predicts the illness of her brother, Frank Roth, who the next day then gets ill from a congestive chill. Totally normal. I don't know what a congestive chill is, but, you know, we'll go with it. Uh, she knows the whereabouts of Dr. Stevens when not at the Roth home without prior knowledge of his whereabouts. I mean, that, GPS. Keep in mind that Dr. Stevens is also the one who wrote that. Yeah. Uh, she can describe the home, rooms, and furniture of said Dr. Stevens, although she has never been there and lives hundreds of miles away. I mean, that's just easy. That's just remote viewing, John. I mean, come on. Sure, sure. Um yeah, everything she said, that's exactly how my house is set up. Uh, two, two, uh, yep, yeah. Uh, uh, sounds 15 right floors of, of couches. <laughs> She's, how'd she know? How did she know? It's amazing. <laughs> he, he used the same guy that created HHO's murder, <laughs> yeah, murder castle. Uh, she knows the private details of the lives of that deceased daughter we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, she takes part in a seance. Another seance in the front parlor of the Roth home, which during uh, the time the spirit of Mary Roth jumps into the body of the man next to Lorancy. She takes. I saw a ghost. I know that can happen. She later takes on the spirit and the personality of the grandmother of Charlotte, the Roth servant, who is also taking part of the seance. She knows the names, ages and histories of her relatives, both living and dead. Uh huh. Then suddenly, and without warning, on May 19th, 1878, Lorancy's spirit enters her own body. So she's back. Uh, she had been, when they asked, they had asked, um, where were you? They asked, well, no, they asked Mary, where is Lorancy right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, she's in heaven, uh, healing, because, you know, she had been going through all of that. She mm-hmm. needed to heal in heaven. So Lorancy comes back to her body, right? Um, and uh, she's shocked and scared because she now doesn't know where she is. She's been hanging out in heaven. She's like, where am I now? Uh, the following day, Mary comes back and says goodbye through Mary Lor- Roth comes Mary back, Roth yeah. comes back and says goodbye to uh, through Lorancy one last time, and then finally on May twenty first at eleven a.m. Why it's eleven a.m. I don't know. That's very specific, but nonetheless, at eleven a.m., Lorancy enters her body, and the Roths escort her back to the Venom family, uh, where she reinitiates her own life. And it was a terrible life from then on, right, John? No. No, 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 it no was totally just, normal. Uh, everything's back to. Uh, well. She gets married a couple years later, moves to California, has eleven fucking children, and lived to the ripe old age of ninety. This whole fucking thing. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, eleven kids for starters. I'm, yeah. I'm done five, but uh, I think I think we kind of have this all wrong. Mary Mary Roth was not. Um, you know, this isn't the first case of some sort of possession. I think Mary Roth is a damn superhero. She used leeches, gained the ability to see without looking, and then the ability to jump between bodies. Superhero. She transcends space and time. Yeah, he Harley brings up a good point. Have we considered, do we know whether Lorancy was bitten by the same leech uh, that bit Ooh, they did overlap by a year. Yeah. And you know what? She was, uh, they said she wasn't sickly, but who so, knows? So the, that blood went into Lorancy and transferred the soul. It, so it's like Spider-Man. But instead of like solving crimes and cleaning walls, she just sucks on people. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it turns out when Lorancy came back into her own body, she just walked in and said, Consider yourself zing. Zing of the day. Gotcha, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we had the house that we talked about. The house, the Roth house was next door to the Venom house. And you can visit this house. Like we said, you can book a stay. You can stay the night. You can investigate it. You can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want as long as you got cash. They're going to let you in that motherfucker. They're very open to visitors. You can go and let's talk Bring about- Bring your own sheets. Yeah. Harley, you were talking about this earlier. They just renovated the whole thing. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was looking at the the information that they've made public. It seems to me they could have saved a little bit of money just by bulldozing this thing and building something new. Yeah, but then it wouldn't have the Roth House name, Harley. Don't be so crazy. They <laughs> and spirits. And, yeah, spirits. yeah, they replaced everything. Like yeah, the, the, way- the foundation was crumbling. The walls. I mean, they they yeah yeah. It was an extensive. Uh, exclamation point renovation. And they've spent the last few years running around finding Victorian furniture. So it's, it's gotta be pretty costly. So I'm not sure how long they're going to take to pay that back at 250 bucks a night. Yeah. Right. You would think that it could be, I would think at this point in time, You would think that this time it would be like something where they could designate it a um what do they call those like a uh national historic historical monument. monument or something to maybe get some stipends and grants and things like that. Maybe they did. But either way, well it, it, now they can't. Obviously, I mean if they've replaced Yeah, before well I don't I don't know how that works, you know. Um, when so, you're restoring stuff, there are very strict guidelines to for it to still be considered. So my house that we're in now is put on the national register of historic homes and we can choose to get a plaque put on our house or not and lisa and i my producer lisa and i we decided we're not going to do that because once you do that then any changes you make have to be approved and it can fuck with that and stuff like i just don't i don't even want to be a part of that so they'll start asking a lot of questions about cbot too yeah like what what is this and why is he stabby (laughs) (laughs) he's on the roof a lot more now too and john you did some uh youtube searching for this stuff right yeah and uh wow uh because you can go as we mentioned before you can go to the house stay there um and as as anyone who listens to this show is well aware there are a lot of let's let's call them amateur uh ghost hunters out there mm-hmm. they've they've seen the shows and they want to do it themselves and they they bring I their got own. a tape recorder and a flashlight i'm gonna find me some ghosts <laughs> giddy up jinkies <laughs> um so they they bring their their camera phones and, and they record themselves and upload it to view to youtube it's called a viewtube we should Ooh, start we need to call youtube <laughs> we uh, can start a website that's a 400 hundred dollar idea there john not a billion dollar idea. <laughs> Type it in. You'll get a, you'll probably get a, uh, I'm sure a, a virus or something. No, um, it goes to travelaudies.com. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if you go to YouTube and just search Rothhouse or, or Watsiko Wonder, yeah, there are, there are a lot of videos with about 37 views of our amateur, our amateur ghost hunter friends, uh, staying over at the renovated Rothhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one of them they're walking through oh my god there are lit candles <laughs> i didn't like those candles i didn't like those yeah the people you just paid 250 bucks did yeah. <laughs> and then oh oh my god there's a ouija board that's not a good sign they literally say that it, it, it's not a good sign what are you talking about you You're, moron you have a vein in your forehead john i've never seen before <laughs> I'm like this fucking guy there there's a Ouija board because the people trying to make 250 bucks a night off of you put yeah, it there put for it there. effect. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you want to be, um, I don't know, both amused and mad at the same time, go watch some of those. That's funny. Now, you know who needs to spend some time on YouTube is Harley's co-host, Amy, from Travel Oddities, because she has zero pop culture knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> we need to make her a list of some of these videos just to, so she can catch up. We talk about like, we're talking about Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey. He's been in the news. He's been in the news. Kevin Smith. And she's like, I don't know who that is. We're naming oh, all wow. his movies and stuff like that. She's like, I never heard of any of these. That's the kind of stuff that Harley has to wow. deal with. Yeah. It's bad. He's a trooper. <laughs> so uh, what are your thoughts on this? We're going to, we're going to dial this one home, Harley. Do you think, do you buy this story at all? 
do you do you, what do you think of the house give us give us your your rundown and give us the travel oddities pitch like what do you think people should people go there should they not what's the thing uh, i for sure i say go it's specifically set up to to kind of bring that spooky feel and i'm all for it it sounds like a good time i would look i would keep an eye out for radioactive leeches but beyond that Sounds like a cool they, place. To they need with- to have a leech tank in that. If they don't, I'm upset. Like just a tank, like a tank, like a fishing <laughs> with leeches in it. <laughs> what if you can bloodlet? That could be like an extra fifty bucks, and we'll we'll do some bloodletting. Or they, they have they have a tank uh, like you see in a lot of those Asian markets where you uh, put your feet in yeah, and the fish and the fish that like yep. you know only it's just a bunch of leeches. Yeah, yeah. So do you buy any of it? Do you buy the story? Do you think any of that could happen? It's interesting. I <laughs> this, this is one of those things where I always try to try to tread lightly. It's an interesting story. It's the story of the Venom Girl is really compelling with all the stuff that she knew. If you take out the, you know, obviously she knew this and, you know, all she had to have is a pair of eyes to know where the damn furniture was in the house when she walked in. Right. If you take that stuff out, the stuff that she did know is kind of interesting. Yeah. If there's any, if, if, if I guess we're, we're doing a big, if, if the guy who wrote this doctor, who was also the spiritualist didn't embellish, that's fucking ridiculously crazy. If any of this is true, you know what I mean? The problem is this guy wasn't just a doctor. He was also a spiritualist. And so for some reason, in the back of my mind, it, it starts going, Wee. I mean, if this was, you know, my doctor that I'd normally go to and he's just diagnosing shit, I'd be like, well, that's fucking pretty badass. So I don't know. John, John's laughing the whole time we're talking over here. John, what, what are you, uh, what are you working with? Uh, here's my answer. I mean, come on. The guy that was trying to make money by writing a book who also happened to be her spiritualist doctor is the only account we have. That's it. He has an occult PhD. You can't argue with that. That's true. He's got degrees in psychology and parapsychology. (laughs) Um, And he also happens to be the only one who's trying to treat her at the time. This is I mean, this is awful. And he's already been hired by the Roth House uh, or by the people at Peoria. This thing's still going on because they're trying to get the money to uh, to pay for the re- what how they refurbish the house. I mean, it's a great story. If listen, if everything in the story is true, holy crap, that's amazing. I buy that for a yeah, dollar. exactly. Problem is, all we have is this one account from this one guy. Hell, we did uh, what was it? The Aurora, Texas UFO incident. Uh, where supposedly a, a spaceship that looked like a cigar crashed into a a, a mayor's uh, an intern b- at begonias. the White House in the nineties. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it crashed into the mayor's begonias, yep. and I mean, hell, at least even there, there was a second farmer that said, "Yeah, I think I saw that." Yeah. You know, <laughs> there is literally no other account of this other than one guy who got who got creative with his writing. And uh, it really helped that he wanted to sell some books. So, no, I, I don't buy any of it. I say go to this fucking place. It sounds awesome. I want to go. It's not far from here. And they have a Ouija board. They do. And and so do we. We have two of them now, John. It is far from here. It's south of Kankakee. It's not that far from here in the grand scheme of things. It's, what, an hour and a half? That's not. It took you longer than that to get to my house today. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, imagine what the tra- if the traffic's bad then. Uh, it would take you four hours. What I'm getting at is I think it'd be a blast to go to, and I actually want to try to I, – I think producer and Lisa and I are going to try to go there for one of their open houses and, and check it out. It'd be fun. It's something to do. It's a great story. Whether it's true or not, I don't really care. Bring your talk box. I will. I We have one, happily to say now, which we are going to be using next week, Harley. We're going to – next week we are going to the Congress Hotel in Chicago to do uh, investigation, and we're bringing our Ouija boards with us, so – say a prayer or something for us so we don't get possessed or make or that we do uh, you can for, say brent, for brent it actually might be an improvement <laughs> it's like, it's like, i get possessed like i got you bitch like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're going nowhere <laughs> so i uh, what i'm getting at is uh, it's a great story do i buy a lot of it yeah probably not but you know what 
it's a lot of fun. It's not hurting anyone. And a lot of people really have a lot of fun going there. And it's got to be good for Watsika because that is not a big town. They, they got to draw people go there. It's good for the economy. Go check this place out. But that's our opinions. What are your opinions? Given Seabot a new job on Hysteria Nation, which is every week asking what your guys' opinions are. So make sure you hop on there and, and let us know. Are we completely off base? Are we, are we crazy? Is, is Harley, you know, need to do more bloodletting? I mean, you gotta let us know. What should Harley name his new leeches? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Get on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, and let us know what you think. Uh, there should be a post at, right now. If you go on Hysteria Nation, Conspiracy Bot will have asked what you thought, and he probably insulted you along the way. That's true. Also go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod where you can find the episode. Hop on Twitter at Hysteria51Pod. And while we're hopping on things, don't forget to hop on Patreon. Search Hysteria51. You can drop us some coin, get yourself some t-shirts, pick a topic, do all of those crazy things. And don't forget to leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. If we haven't been clear about this before, let us let us just reiterate, we literally will play almost anything on this show. <laughs> 773-669-7277 if you want your voice to be heard on Hysteria 51. Now, most importantly, this whole episode, Carly Covington travel oddities thank you so much for coming on we're glad we could have one where we were kind of doing our little uh travel oddities not so much we didn't tell you how to get there or any of the cool things or the food to eat in watsika if you're in watsika come up to chicago and <laughs> grab some pizza once again i prefer an italian beef let everyone know where we can find you uh thanks brent uh travel oddities.com i uh, appreciate being on the show today yeah, and uh, what do you guys got coming up? Anything anything spectacular other than you just finished your Oddtober, so I'm sure you're ready for a vacation. <laughs> other than that. No, I'm, I'm going to take a nap. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the best thing to say. Yeah. Well, just because it's not October anymore doesn't mean you can't go back and listen to their Oddtober series. It was awesome. And their shit ton of other episodes because they've been around a lot longer than us and they have a lot so you guys have a really good show and uh it's one of the only other shows that i can play around my wife because she's not a huge podcast she's one of those people that will just sit in the car in silence and be like this is pleasant and i like no this. no 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 you misunderstood she wants you to be silent oh, in the car I was, I'm so... <laughs> what's plain is inconsequential when we were in California a couple, well, about a month ago now for vacation, I inundated her with a bunch of your Oddtober stuff, and she actually became a, a little bit of a fan. Um, by that, I mean she quit bitching at me to, to turn it off. So that that's a win. Well, I am kind of a big deal. So <laughs> People know me. <laughs> people are people. All right. So, everyone, that's our opinions on the Roth House. Don't forget, go online, search Roth House. You can... You can go to Airbnb. You can do all this shit. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Harley. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. <laughs> oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.